Welcome to this week's edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. We continue our 2022 EIU Athletic Hall of Fame series this week as we talk with Dino Fonte. Fonte was a member of three EIU FCS playoff teams, earning Ohio Valley Conference Defensive Player of the Year honors in 2015 and route to earning first-team All-American honors. Fonte did not follow the professional football route like his teammate and fellow 2022 EIU Hall of Fame inductee Kamu Gruje-Hill. Instead, he followed another passion to become a firefighter in his native Florida. Fonte talks about what drew him to that career and what has kept him busy the past few years since his days on the EIU gridiron. We are in our third season of EIU Panthers podcast, and you can listen to any of our episodes, past and present, wherever you listen to podcasts. Search EIU Panthers podcast and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, and Amazon Podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Panther Athletics. Want to learn more about broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. Congratulations once again to a pair of EIU women's soccer players as Daniela Bermeo and Zoe Paxton were named the OVC Players of the Week, Bermeo at goalkeeper and Paxton at defender. EIU is open with a school record four shutouts for women's soccer. The EIU men's soccer team picked up a draw on Sunday at Xavier, and volleyball won two of three matches at the Butler Top Dog Invite. Giovanna Larigi Lopez was named to the all-tournament team and to the OVC Newcomer of the Week honors. This week, all three of those programs are in action, while EIU football kicks off the Chris Wilkerson error on Thursday night at Northern Illinois. Cross Country hosts the Walt Crawford Invite on Friday. Keep up to date on all things EIU at EIUPanthers.com, our official athletic website, on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers, or Instagram at EIUPantherNation. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers Podcast with 2022 EIU Athletic Hall of Fame inductee Dino Fonte. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We continue our Hall of Fame series as we count down to our induction for the class of 2022. This week we are joined by former EIU football player Dino Fonte. He's joining us from his work down in Florida and I will preface this. First of all, thanks for joining us, Dino. But if you hear a siren in the background, Dino is an active firefighter. He's able to to jump on in the background. So if you hear a a loud siren in the back of the podcast, everything is okay. He's just going to have to jump off and and go off and do his real job. Thanks for having me, Rich. So uh, I guess we'll just kind of talk about that there. It's the the fact that you are a, a firefighter. That that's an interesting career. I think people look always look at that from the outside. Mm-hmm. What got you interested in that is that it's not really a something you go to college to get a degree in, but it is mm-hmm. you know kind of what your profession is now. Um, yeah, I think Eastern actually has a um, or they did when I was there. A, I think a first responder degree, but I did not get mine in that. Um, but my dad is a firefighter. He's retired after 30 years and my uh, younger brother is one as well and I had an uncle that was a firefighter and uh, they actually all work for the same department so we all worked here at Inglewood um, so yeah it's more of like a family thing and uh, um, the physical aspect and team aspect of it I all I loved it and it's not a regular job you're not behind a desk every day and stuck inside so um, it's definitely something I gravitated towards and it's a great schedule too. 24 hours working and 48 hours off. So can't complain about that. 
Now for you then, I, I guess so you would have been the the exception maybe in your family having the opportunity to go play college football. So you didn't maybe gravitate to that directly, like you said, like your other family members did. No, yeah, my brother started his um, his pursuit of it right out of high school. He started doing EMT classes and because uh, in Florida, you got to be EMT and firefighter certified. Um, but he did his right out of high school. And I went to um, college originally wanting to be a game warden um and uh you know kind of looking more into it what they make and <laughs> how people usually <laughs> greet them and they kind of steered me away from it um so I went the fire route and um I love it I've been on now for almost four years yeah four years will be in January so wow it's hard to believe you've been gone that long do you know if you've been because I know you got to go to school for a certain amount of time before you can even get into the the active firefighters yeah about a year year and a half Okay. Now, during that time, I, I know you had, so had some some life changes. I know one of the things is you were were married. I want to say recently, but I know you've been engaged to your to your now current wife longer than that. So, one first of all, congratulations on that. But you guys were one of these ones, these couples that had had the wedding planned, and they were actually had their plans changed due due to COVID. I guess. How did you guys kind of work through that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so what would that have been? Uh, 2020, I think we were supposed to originally get married and the week, and that was kind of when everything hit the fan. And, um, the week of the wedding that Monday, we were supposed to get married on Saturday. We got a call telling, saying, you know, they weren't going to serve food and could only have so many people there. So it was a tough decision because everything was done. All the T's and T's were crossed and I's were dotted and stuff and everything was paid up. And, um, so, uh, and we, but we had family coming out of town and my wife is really close with her grandparents and it was really important for them to be there. And, um, so we just said, you know what, let's just wait a year. We'll just do a whole year since we got people coming from all over. Um, but, uh, my wife and I had already, uh, we bought our house already. And, um, you know, the, we were, you know, basically living the married life already. And, uh, so, we just were um, excited to have all of our friends together under the same roof and have a party with everyone and um, have a good time, which is what we did. We got like a band and stuff and it was a great time. Um, definitely uh, worth getting the band, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> it, it was a good time and uh, we had a lot of fun seeing everybody and it's, you know, you get to see people from, uh, you know, me being down in Florida, most guys up in the Midwest area and, and stuff like that. Um, I get to see, you know, them one person at a time every now and again but very rarely do we get to see everyone at once so and that's been nice with um you know Gristic's what coach Gristic's wedding and then um um uh, our other friend Nico just had a wedding too a month after that so it was really nice seeing everyone at the same time and you know it's we haven't been all together for probably six years or so but it's like we haven't skipped a beat when we do get together so it's good to see them. And it's interesting, you talk about a few of those guys, Adam Gristick, one of the people you just mentioned there, he is now the defensive coordinator at, at EIU. I know he'll be your presenter at the, the Hall of Fame ceremony when we have that. But you guys kind of have a, a unique group, and I'm sure a lot of people, if they ever go on Facebook and they see that, you have a few famous faces in, in your crowd there as well. And I guess from the outsiders looking in, I know it's it's maybe different when you're when you're close friends with these guys, but two of the guys that are, that are a lot of you guys' weddings are Kamu Gruje Hill, who's also being inducted into the Hall of Fame, plays in the NFL now, and then, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo. You guys all were kind of a tight-knit group here in, 
have kept that. What is that like when you guys, I guess, go to the wedding? Do, do people leave them alone and kind of let them be themselves? Or is it, do you got to kind of sit back and say, let me see what kind of a train wreck this is going to turn into? Um, well, both of them are professionals and they both are, you know, some of the nicest guys I've ever met. And they, uh, you know, there's those two guys are the heart, most hardworking and just genuine people. Some of the best two people I know. Um, but when we get together, uh, you know, it's it's mostly just our group that's hanging out. And then, you know, our our parents and stuff that were at the games and everyone knows everyone. So it's pretty calm. But, you know, if you're walking around and stuff, you know, of course, Jimmy and Kamu get noticed and stuff. And sometimes it's a little comical to watch because they're almost both too nice to, you know, say, hey, I'm here with my friends. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but no, it's a uh, it's a, uh, you know, every time we see them and stuff, it's like nothing changed. And um um, like I said, I, I couldn't be more proud of both of them, though, you know, two of the most deserving guys I know. They're both busting their butts every single day. And uh, I'm really, really, really happy to see where they're at. And then uh, I'm really uh, excited to see where their career is going to go. Now, do you um, ever able to tell people you, you one of the reasons you're going into the Hall of Fame is the, the success you had as a, a college player on the field? The fact that those two guys we just talked about, both, you know, NFL names, Combo almost making the Pro Bowl this past year. Do you ever kind of joke with with people that don't maybe know that you're accolades and say, "Hey, look, I, I played with this guy, but I actually had better numbers than him during my <laughs> career." No, no, never like that. We played different positions and stuff, and um, I like to try and be as humble as I can. And um, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I don't ever say anything like that to him but uh it is funny because i weigh right now probably about 220 and when i was you know at my heaviest playing i was about 280 pounds so when i tell people i play defensive tackle they kind of look at me like i rode the bench or something but uh <laughs> <laughs> but um other than that no yeah it's um no i just kind of you know if they want to look it up they can look it up but then you know sometimes i have people come back and say hey i looked up your highlights wow you're a good player and stuff like that but yeah everyone had you know was good in their own right yeah, you were on some good teams there too during that era you guys two obc championships made three fcs playoff appearances what were what were the, some of those moments like when when you look back at that uh, as a player during that, that was really a very successful era for eiu football no doubt no doubt um well, obviously, I think it was that 2013 was our best year. Um, that would have been Jim's senior year. Um, that was a well-oiled machine. And um, I don't think we, while we were playing, we realized how special that team was. But looking back on it now, um, that team was a well-oiled machine. You had everybody bought in. Everybody was wanting to play super hard for the person next to them. Um, and it was just a, uh, you know, excuse my it was a badass team to play with and to play for. And I, you know, looking back on that, I'm so glad I had the opportunity to play with those guys because um, everyone was playing like maniacs and sacrificing their body for the team. And, um, you know, that was, that was awesome to be a part of that. And um, I think that's why most of us are so close now because um, that's a special kind of bond when you can trust somebody to your left and right like that. And, um, you know, never have to question if they're doing it for the right reason or, you know, if they're, you know, if they're holding back or or cutting the team short or something like that, you know, that I think that's the reason why our group stayed so tight. Um, it's because of the bond that we had, you know, during those years. Now, one of the memorable games from the 2013 season you, you talk about is memorable, I think, from a fan standpoint, 
in that it was the the game I'm going to talk about is the Towson game, which would have been the playoff game here at home. And it was, if you're watching on TV, it was probably the most beautiful picture to watch, but there was probably what about three feet of snow, I think that fell about maybe an hour before the game. And what was that like to, to, to play it? And I think everybody's envisioned what they think it's like to play in snow, but what was that actually like? If you can remember that? Well, I'm a Florida boy born and raised. (laughs) So um, I had seen snow and been in snow before, but never played football in it. So um, it was like playing with uh, wet shoes on ice, basically. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you remember, I got hurt that game. I think about halfway through, I got my ankle rolled up on pretty bad. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a pretty crazy game in the like the ambiance of the field and, the, you know, how quiet everything is with the snow blanketing everything. And, you know, the hits really popped and um yeah, that was that was a fun game until we got hurt and you know obviously losing that game but um that that wasn't fun but uh yeah that was that was definitely a memorable moment at EIU for sure and then the other ones I I, I look at for you and these these are the two games there are two games in the career that if when I talk to people about and I bring up your name Dino that that kind of encapsulate you as a player and I think in one would have been the the game at UT Martin your senior year where you really kind of made two or three plays to help win that game and maybe lock up an FCS playoff. And then two weeks later, you guys beat Eastern Kentucky at home. Once again, you had a, had a big game. Do you kind of think about those moments and is there maybe something that you remember that kind of was driving you there that those last couple of weeks of that senior season? Well, uh, you know, you kind of kind of feel that the end is near for your football career coming up at, you know, the last couple few games of the season before the playoffs and stuff like that. And, um, you know, um, coach Walmack had some really good game plans going into those games, uh, kind of getting me with getting me, uh, with one-on-ones with people pass rushing and stuff like that. But, um, I, you know, UT Martin was special to me because I feel like it was a, um, couple big plays that actually helped, you know, really made a difference in whether we won the game or not. Um, and then Eastern Kentucky, uh, when I was coming out of high school, one of their coaches, uh, I believe that D line coach was still, I can't remember his name and coach. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but, um, he was recruiting me in high school and told me I was too short to go to, to get a scholarship to Eastern Kentucky. So every time I played against them, I make sure I, I made sure I brought my a game and played with a chip on my shoulder and wanted them to let them know they passed up on something good, which is good because, you know, I wouldn't have traded my experience and my time at Easton for nothing. I had, you know, the bonds that were made there, those are my best friends. Um, the football that was played there was some really good football. And, um, you know, everything I learned there, you know, about just life. And that's the first time you're on your own and stuff like that. I use every single day. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great time at Eastern and I, I loved every minute of it. Um, but yeah, I would say UT Martin in that last game of the, my, uh, the EKU game were probably the two most memorable games. And then also uh, San Diego State, is, which is the first time I got to start. You know, that was a big, huge game for us. Um, and we came out and kind of proved everybody what we were about. You know, everyone kind of wrote us off. And I'll never forget but before the game, you know, an FCS school coming into a big um, FBS school. And I believe they'd won the Mountain West the year before. Um but, uh, you know, they kind of when we come in there, it was like they were looking over us to the next week for the, for their next opponent. Um, but we all knew what was about to happen. And um, that was that 
I remember that day, like, you know, like it was yesterday. That was, that was a huge game. And I love being a part of that. And just the feeling, I believe there was like 50 something thousand people at that game, first game of the year for them. And for us as well. Um, But yeah, that game was, was something special because then it kind of put us on the map and showed uh, everyone, well, you know, it wasn't going to be an easy year playing Eastern. Now we'll talk about maps a little bit. As you mentioned, you're born and raised in in Florida, Venice, Florida, if I'm not, mistaken or naples yep. down in that area there yep. um what gets you born and raised from florida to come to eastern illinois <laughs> <laughs> um well so i had a uh, you know gotten recruited out of high school from a couple schools that showed a little bit of interest and you know here and there and uh everyone kind of ended up shying away when they'd see me in person and then you know saw my height and stuff like that for for a nose guard and size um, but uh, Coach Rock, I think he came my junior year, Coach Rock Bellatoni, um, and he told me he did not give a crap about how tall I was. He said, if you can play, you can play. And um, I remember he never bullcrapped me, and he, he always, you know, shot it straight with me. And, um, he, you know, so and he, he uh, built a good relationship with me and my mom and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking, like, oh, oh gosh, I – I guess I should go to, to Illinois and see what it's all about. And I wasn't looking forward to it because I think my recruiting trip was either January or February or something like that. And um, I got there. And as soon as I landed, I met my host, who was uh, Keegan. I don't know if you remember Keegan. Okay. Um, but uh, it was just like the most fun I had since the minute I got here till I left. And I, you know, I remember uh, waking up after the first night and going to breakfast with my dad and stuff. And I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm committing here. I, I enjoyed last night. I had everyone I met was super cool. I like the atmosphere here and I like how um, they want me here, you know? So um, yeah, that's how kind of how I landed at Eastern and um, coach Peacock, my head coach from um, high school, he was like, you know, I really like coach rock. I really, um, believe in what he says. And he's, you know, I think, um, you're going to have your best opportunity to have your best college career at Eastern. And, um, after talking with everyone, you know, I coach Spoo's last, that was, well, that, that, that was the year before coach Spoo's last year, my freshman year was his last year, but, um, coach Spoo made me feel very welcome. And, you know, I, I, uh, going into the visit, I was like, ah, oh, gosh, I, just, I do not want to be cold yeah. for four years, <laughs> but, um, yeah, after my after my visit, it kind of opened my eyes to like, hey, it's you know good to venture out and uh, live somewhere new for a while and meet new people and you know kind of get a different um, regional atmosphere than what I'm used to. But I loved it and I'm so glad that I did it. But as quickly as you could, Dino, and like a lot of the Florida kids we've had here at Eastern, you uh, hightailed it back to the to the sunshine. Sure and the, I took my and last final. <laughs> took my and last I, final and had everything I owned packed and left right <laughs> after. <laughs> Don't blame me at all. But but I know one of the things that 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 draws you back down there, and I have um, friends with you on, on Facebook, and you, I know you're an outdoorsman as well, and that was probably one of the things that attracted you to maybe being a, a game warden, a big fisherman, and. What, what kind of got you into the, the fishing aspect? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so growing up, I, uh, I'm from Venice, Florida. It's in uh, Sarasota County. It's like right on the West Coast, um, right above Charlotte Harbor, if you're familiar with the geography at all. Um, but I grew up about two miles from the beach. And, um, you know, growing up, me and my buddies would get off the bus in middle school and stuff. And we'd 
ride our bikes down and wade fish and um that's kind of just like what we did growing up and and went pond hopping and you know did some bass fishing and stuff like that and then um i think i was 14 years old i got my first boat um and kind of just spent every moment i wasn't at, at doing sports or working out on the water and um i just like the i don't know the uh the, the hunting aspect of it because I like to do a, like a lot of, a lot of sight fishing and stuff like that and it's like a puzzle to figure out and um, you know just to be able to shut off your brain from the day-to-day -day stuff and and just focus on that it's awesome and you know I haven't been getting to do it as much because I, I opened a business um, on the side of firefighting of doing uh, epoxy floors and that's it's been taking most of my days off um, which can't complain it's taken off and I'm getting busy with it but I've been able to fish as much lately but uh, yeah, I just, um, I really enjoyed it. It's something I've always enjoyed growing up and stuff like that. And um, it's, uh, you know, you don't have to try to be in, or I don't have to try to be interested in it. It's just, you know, something I enjoy doing. But the, I've been bitten by the golf bug as of lately. Okay. Yeah. Now I was going to ask you, I, I think from what, what you're sounding like there, it's more the the freshwater fishing you're doing right now. But it, it, is there, I guess, have some aspirations to maybe start to do some deep sea? And then what is it for people that, aren't familiar with it i guess what are the the big differences between those two um well i mostly uh i mostly do saltwater fishing but it's okay. inshore fishing like flats fishing and stuff like that for like redfish snook and trout and stuff like that offshore um it's all, it's just a little bit more expensive to get into you got to have a big boat to go out that far and a lot of fuel money and you know everything the tackle is more expensive everything like that so, so Growing up, um, you could just ride your bike down to the intercoastal and do some wade fishing on the flats, and it didn't cost you nothing. Um, so kind of just got into that, and um, you know, you can uh, you can get up and be on the water by 5:30 in the morning and have all the fish you want to catch by 11:30 and be done for the day, as opposed to going offshore. That's an all-day event, and you're beat up and tired and stuff like that. But um, I, I, do you remember uh, Trey Burton who played for Florida and then with the Eagles for a while? He yep. played with Common on the Eagles. Yep. Um, him and his brother are both. Uh, we went to high school together. Trey Trey was a year older than Clay and I, his younger brother. And um, Trey's all done in the NFL now, so he just got an offshore boat. So we're hopefully going to do some more offshore offshore fishing uh, in the near future. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, one of my guilty pleasures to watch is the. Um... I think it's called Wicked Tunas, the, the show. It's on oh, yeah. one of those those channels. And it's uh, I've been out a couple times deep sea fishing. What do you what do you guys go out for? I mean, when we went out, it was for some amarel and for for redfish, but I'm I'm sure that there's some other things you guys can specialize in. Yeah, when we go offshore, we usually at the fire department, we get a crew together every year and do a little offshore trip with one of my buddies who's a charter guy. And um uh, we usually like to go during snapper, red snapper season, um, some of the best eating fish, and then we get some gag grouper and some red grouper and stuff like that, occasional yellowtail and blackfin tuna and um, uh, some amberjacks and uh, mangrove snapper and stuff like that. But that's that's a couple trips a year usually. But, you know, I, I, uh, I like to eat fish and stuff like that. But when I do inshore fishing, it's more about catch and release for me and taking a cool picture. Yep. <laughs> well, Dino, I appreciate your time. Um, good catching up with you and hearing about everything you've got going. Uh, some of your memories there at Eastern Illinois. Congratulations once again on your upcoming induction into the Hall of Fame. We look forward to seeing you back here in Charleston in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. See you soon, Rich. <laughs>